it's now time for another episode of that other Masonic podcast. You know, not this one, not that one, that other Masonic podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Steel Toe. <laughs> See, I knew so you I was that. just prepping. That other Masonic podcast. Good Lord. I, can, I don't know. Get it right, man. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On. This show does way better than that show. <laughs> It'll get better. Trust me. Uh, you to advertise more. Yeah, that's right. Because everybody wants to listen to an idiot me and a pothead <laughs> talk about sports and stuff. Anyways. Anyways. Hey, welcome to our show. We are that other Masonic hey, podcast. Welcome to our show. He's just like, shut up, Jerry. Hey, welcome to our show. <laughs> Uh, and look, as soon as we start rolling tape, I said I'd get a message back. Who was calling you? He said he don't mind a Sunday drive. So oh, we are yeah. going to put you listeners on pause and you'll never know where we're going. Okay. It's been a busy day. Anyways, we're, we're back. Let's just start over. No, no, we're going to keep it. Content, <laughs> we're fine. I can edit. It's power post-production. Hey, you know what I do for a living now? Yeah, you get a voice on the radio. I am a voice on the radio. And you know what? Your face isn't made for TV. (laughs) That's the same thing your uncle-in-law says. He's the general manager of the station. Yeah, he don't have a face for TV either. (laughs) I'm telling him you said that tomorrow morning. I'll tell you two more times. Part of what I do is I read the news on the air, too. And uh, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. I always love when we... We go into the converted diaper bag lodge bag, because I don't have a fancy one like you do. Do you and want me to buy you one? No. Yes, actually. All right. We'll see what, we'll see what I can do. He said he's fine. He'll, he'll be leaving soon. Nice. So we're going to have an in-person guest tonight. Yeah, okay. We'll have to set up another mic. Yeah. Um, so I found an article. My, one of my favorite things to do is when we can pull filler material. I wouldn't really call it filler material. Well, I mean, I like to call it separating content because then it's not consistently interview after interview after interview after interview, which this month so far, or this season so far, it's been interview, interview, interview. And and don't get me wrong. I love the interviews, but I also like just having discussions. I like it when it's just you and I. Yeah, we could do that too. So I found a nice little slip of paper here. Again, as everybody knows, I like to plug my two or three favorite places to pull uh, Masonic literature from. Uh, MasonicShop.com and MasonicWorld.com. Of course, there's no shortage of plethora of places you can get. The state of California has a massive amount of literature on their websites. Oh, yeah. As do. does uh, Canada. The Grand Lodge of Yukon has, That's a, good. has yes. a plethora of it. But uh, I found a nice little article here that, uh, as per usual, as we've done, uh, I don't think any one of these type of episodes is ever going to top what the Three Ruffians episode did, which is now one of our top ten, top five most downloaded episodes in show history. Uh, Phenomenal. Now, uh, this article is simply titled, The Great Secret of Freemasonry. So I'm going to release all the secrets of Freemasonry right here. Might as well. That's my dad was worried about us having a Masonic podcast, and now we're going to get blackballed, and we're going to get kicked off the face of the earth right here. Okay. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm sarcasm. Can't you tell my sarcasm? Not very well, no. I don't know when where this article came from. I know what website it came off of, but I don't know the origins of it. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know the date and timeline. 
Uh, but for those of you that are f- not familiar, because it's been a while since we did this, usually when we do episodes like this, I read a little bit, we discuss a little bit. I continue reading, we discuss. This one's a small one. It's about one page in length, and we're going to try to make an hour out of it. If if we're not, we'll we'll just add lodge education we'll, at the back we'll, of it. We'll pull something. As I've got two folders full of stuff. <laughs> so this is called the Great Secret of Freemasonry, Brother Todd. All right. Recently, I called at the home of a friend and found his wife reading a Masonic newsletter. Since she and her people had a long, bitter, anti-Masonic family, <laughs> I asked her the reason for her change in reading material. Anti-Masonic. You have a story about that. I do. Something about your Masonic Bible and a family get-togethers before. Oh, no. I just... Uh, You've got, got, you got something about that. I have an aunt who's anti-Masonic, and she's not real vocal about it anymore because why argue with right. a stubborn mule like me? I'm not going to change my mind. She's not going to change her mind, but... Didn't she ask to see your Masonic Bible because no, she thought it had... No, she has to see my monitor because he thought it would be something... Up evil in it. And I think, go ahead. Like, I can't read this. I go, why can't you read it? You read this. Is it, is it, is it in English? And she's like, but you won't let me. I was like, I'm giving it to you. Read everything you want. It's in English. And Again. She, she asked me about the Bible. I said, did the King James Bible with Masonic pictures in, notations, and kind of points out where all the Masonic parts are in the Bible? I said, that's all it is. And she flipped through it and goes, okay, I guess. But I still, don't, I still think there's something not right about it. Like, well, whatever. So you can't argue with the ignorant. You can't argue with my stubborn mule head either. So, okay. This woman replied as she had discovered the grand secret of Freemasonry while reading this Masonic newsletter, and she related it to me as follows. And again, we'll we'll read a paragraph or so, discuss, read a paragraph, discuss. Yep. The woman said, "Quote: Soon after you were last here." I learned to my mortification, that's a big word, my husband had become a Mason. I felt it was because of you, and I need not say how I felt toward either of you at the time. I at once decided that my domestic happiness had come to an end. Sometime later, a circumstance occurred that for the first time gave me reason to doubt my husband's integrity. Later on one of the coldest nights last winter, my husband came in and asked, Margaret, can you do without your blanket, Shaw? I answered yes and he asked me to get it for him and also a bed comforter I handed them to him and he left the house to join a friend who was waiting for him with a very large basket my husband returned shortly with no explanation either then or later on for his actions I decided to watch for my shawl for if I once caught sight of it I could unravel this whole mystery Soon afterward, a female whisked past me on the street, and she was wearing my shawl. See where this is going? You know, let's just just go ahead and finish this, and we'll discuss this. Yeah, because I see where it's going. Go ahead. Yeah, let's just go ahead. The good-for-nothing hussy, I thought, and excitedly, I followed her in chase. I followed closely from street to street and into the fourth story of a building, As she sat down to work, I immediately set about locating her residence to get a clue to my husband's actions. On arriving at her home, I saw that I was not mistaken, for I found my comforter laying there. 
The whole secret flashed on my mind at once, as clearly as if it had been written with a sunbeam from the heavens themselves. There I found a widowed mother in the last stages of consumption and three children dependent upon the pittance earned by the older sister whom I had followed. I learned from a dying woman a lesson that in all my philosophy I had never dreamed of. Such a tale of sorrow as I had never been listened to. And when she had related the deed of charity that had been the cause of all my unhappiness, I felt there was no room in my bosom to appreciate the disinterested benevolence of my husband. She said, I do not know how we would have lived, but for the kindness of two persons who came here late one night and left a basket filled with provisions, some bedclothes, a shawl, and five dollars. They just opened the door and set the basket in, saying, accept this and ask no questions. And I left before I had time to inquire their names. I do not know who they were, and I have some doubts from where these things came. But I'll never forget in earnest prayers to him who opened his hand and filleth the poor with bread to ask if these were men. He will keep them and theirs from the sorrows and afflictions with which I am visited. I left the house a better woman than when I entered it. I said to the woman, but the grand secret of masonry, I thought you were going to tell me what it is. And she replied, it is this, to do good and not tell of it. Yeah, pretty much hits it around the head right there. Ten I minutes think. down, 50 minutes to go <laughs> and go. What can we say? There's so many people out there who we had discussion just last night on the on a TikTok live I was on. And Bro, not Brother Fluff's page, right? No, no, this is on a different one, but uh, I forget whose it was actually. I think it, they got out of Dayton, I think. But they were talking about that. It's we don't we don't want a pat on the back. We don't want, you know, our pictures taken, put in newspapers. We don't want the adulations of doing a good deed. We just want to do the good deed. We don't care if everybody knows about it. I crack a lot of jokes about us tooting our own horn and seeking praise, but at the end of the day, well, every our, single body podcast, every know. single body listening knows that we're joking. Yeah. We don't want the recognition for what we're doing. No. Well, I mean, I crack jokes. That's just my personality, but we're I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we're we're not looking for the congratulations, the attaboys, the medal on our chest, the the our names up in lights. We're not looking for that. Or the purple of the fraternity. We just want to make sure that everyone's taken care of. And if, if they come to us in need, we should be able to help them. We should do it without any questions. And that here, if you need this, here, take this. Take this, what is it, a shawl and a blanket. Take it and stay warm. And, you know, just be a, be a good person. Pass it on. It's fascinating to me. And I don't think this is a work of fiction. I believe this was probably a legitimate story that was passed somewhere. down through the years. Sure. But it's fascinating to me, not about the charity that was done and not speaking of it. It's the fact that here is this person, and no offense, I know this is going to sound sexist, who a been, female who has been anti-Masonic, who's been anti-Masonic and she probably thinks nothing of her husband and, and his friend as the worst men on earth because they're going out and they're, they're hustying. Yeah, we're we're hanging out with women all at lodge. Yeah, I would rather be hanging out with women than a bunch of guys. That's my prerogative, and weird. Anyways, There's time and place for everything. Yeah, that's right. But she's so certain that he's having an affair and doing something dastardly, right? And then she yeah. walks in the cell and sees that. Okay, not only was this woman that she probably wanted to kick the crap out of 
a daughter, probably a teenage daughter. There's the mother dying from which back in the day consumption was alcohol. That's what well, it was. A lot of it was tuberculosis. Too. Well, that could have been too. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it was, I've been watching a lot of Peaky Blind or uh, yeah, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and Boardwalk Empire consumption. Anyways, yeah, consumption would be tuberculosis. I think if I remember. I don't right. know. But what no is it called alcohol? What do you think? What do you think's going through this woman's mind? I mean, like... Well, I'm sure it opened her eyes quite a bit to see that, you know, hey, someone gave this to me and they didn't even say who they were who gave it to me. They just gave me this blanket and the shawl. And, you know, like, well, wait a minute. They gave you that and didn't even say who it was from? Like, no, didn't need to. But And that's what Mason do a lot of times. I mean, we give money to certain charities. We just send a check. We don't send a contingent there to make a big presentation or get a big, giant check. Here, we're giving you guys, you know, five hundred dollars to help out with this, that, and the other. You know, we just did a check, quiet check. Here you go. Or we donate cash, or we donate time. It amazes me that people can't get behind the idea of the things that we do that we don't seek adulation for. Right. Like the anonymous donations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I told this story on the podcast in one of the first two or three episodes we did, and I'm gonna briefly touch on it now because it to me it is one of the most recent examples of charity in my life that I've ever experienced. The December 2021 tornadoes that hit that hit yeah that hit uh, for those of you that don't remember just you're checking out the archives but hey we got content to fill for this hour so uh, the tornadoes hit. And just destroyed Kentucky, specifically Mayfield. We all remember the story. Mm-hmm. December of 2021, financially, I was I was down on my luck in a pretty good spot. I was still working two jobs, but I was barely getting by. I had filed for bankruptcy and everything. Uh, from 90% of that was medical debt that was just crushing me. I couldn't get out from under. So I there was, there was no chance on earth I was going to be able to afford a Christmas for my kids that year. And... I received a phone call from uh, an organization that said, hey, we have a Christmas pickup here for you and your kids. Would not tell me who it was from. I went and got it. I got home, and the day later, the very next day later, my phone rang again, and it was from the 92.5 WBKR. For those of you that are familiar with our area, that's the big station in Owensboro, about 45 minutes to an hour from home. BKR called and said they had a Christmas with donation for me and the family with a meal too. For those of you that don't know, the Christmas wish also usually provides a meal that lasts with leftovers a couple of days for families in need. So uh, they said we've got this down here a meal, and uh, you know there's gifts down here to come pick up for your kids. And they wouldn't tell me who it was from. They said a family came in. Uh, with an anonymous donation, they said, "Could we want this to go to this family, which was me?" And uh, I had been back active in Lodge about two months, three months at this point. About that, yeah. And uh, I could have went down there and taken two days in a row worth of gifts and food for my kids, but I told them no. That was when they informed me of how much ballpark figure that the the gifts were and they said you're you're robbing your kids out of a christmas and i remember i said what about the kids whose christmas was robbed the week before which would have been the tornadoes that leveled kentucky in the midwest on that december night a lot of you remember Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so I asked if they could get in touch with those families. They said, we still have num- the names of a lot of those families that was destroyed. I said, give that meal and all those gifts to one of those families. Uh, it was something like that. And my dad heard about it. And he goes, I've, he was so proud of me. And, uh, he goes, that was a very noble thing you did. He said, you know, call so-and-so and tell him about it. Yeah, from like, I don't, I'm not going to brag about that. Number one, it'd make me look in a bad light because I can't afford to take care of Christmas for my children this year. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but number two, I said, that's, I don't care about that. I said, I did the thing that we're all taught. I'm not saying everybody who is not a Mason would have taken those extra gifts and double dip for their kids Christmas because it's about keeping their kids happy. You know, at the end of the day, you might be a good person, but when it comes to your kids or somebody else's kids, you're going to choose your kids every time. Oh, yeah. So it was because of what I was taught in this room that I didn't double dip. And charity... We could we could do an episode every week about charities. Oh, absolutely. Just turn your phone off. Yeah, it's installing new systems. Oh yeah, a new update. So I don't know where we're going with this. We're just filling time. We're just talking about charity. charity. <laughs> I mean, and I know I, I read another podcast. Or I heard another podcast one time. A guy said, uh, you know, it's faith, hope, and charity. You know, our the main main tenets of our order. Didn't we have that hanging somewhere? There was a lodge we were at recently that had that hanging I somewhere. I think it was uh, Mount. Was that uh, Vincennes? Probably was Vincennes. We ha- we've seen the words faith, hope, and charity hanging but why, somewhere. They said, why is it faith, hope, and love? That's, and the guy said, because charity is love. Is Charity is love to me. Charity is love in action. Ooh, I like that better. And you know, a lot of people don't see that. that you know, we're, we're spreading charity, you're spreading love. And love is the biggest thing in the world. But, right. You know, but we don't, we just... It's what people should do. We should be taking care of our neighbors who are less fortunate than us. We should be... Now, we don't need to go to everybody, hey, you need help, need help. No, but you know when people need help. I mean, if you're somewhat observant, you'll be able to know. When people are down, it's like, at least, hey, you got to need anything? You need, a, you need a meal, you need a coat, your kid needs you a coat, do, you need a pair but, of shoes. But there's a lot of... Wh- people are, pr- are proud, pretty proud of themselves. Though. Can I cuss on our show? I don't usually cuss very often. Uh, don't need any big ones. Pride is a SOB. How about that? I'll, I'll cut. Could be. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of guys in this room that struggle and never speak up about it. I don't want to until I'm about to break or crack, but I don't want to because no, because we're taught it's it's built into a man. You like pull yourself up. By men a stress, men man. are not weaklings. Mm-hmm. Boys don't cry. You know, keep your stuff tight. Pull your stuff together. So you can see it, but. I'm guilty of I'm guilty of being a bad brother. I don't always check in on people when no, I should. I don't either. I and I need to practice what I preach more. I don't want to sit here on this show now that we have listeners global. <laughs> like you look at our you look at our we're everywhere now. Oh yeah, we're all over the place. But I don't want to lie to these people. I am guilty. I don't always check in on brothers like I should. No. But then again, we know by this point Maybe not on personally, they may know us through the show, but by now we're connected with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. You know how many people that is to check in on? That's thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, but it starts at the local level, too. I mean, you can't, I'm not going to check on somebody in Australia, however, or Canada, or even, hell, even Illinois sometimes. We love you, Greg. 
We did try to reach out to uh, the Grand Lodge of Hawaii. I reached out oh, to the Grand did. Lodge of Hawaii because the the fires in Hawaii is a yeah. beautiful place. Never been there. I, I don't. I've never been there either. I just. I, I, go, I, I take vacation. I take vacation to Hawaii through pictures all the time. Yeah. But uh, I reached out to the Grand Lodge in Hawaii, and I said, "Hey, here's here's where we're at. You know, we're part. You know, we're you know podcast. Da da da. da. We'd like to talk to somebody, get somebody on the show, tell us about what's going on over there. You know, where people can send help. They responded. Some of them checked out the show. They said they appreciated it, but they were okay. Like." They're just, they're just, they're just, you know, they're just playing it off, and your country's just been ravaged by a wildfire, yeah, and volcanoes and everything. Well, like Joe Rogan had uh, had a guy from Hawaii, Tulsi uh, Gabbard, who's a former senator, or congressman, or you know, politician from Hawaii, shooted on his show talking about the Maui wildfires and everything. He's like, yeah, they came on here would have been great, but alas. Did happen? Oh, ooh, teacher, teacher, pick me, pick me, pick me, teacher. Yes, Jared, was it now? <laughs> Everybody laughing because they're like, when he does this, it's something so stupid, but it's good. I get a professional wrestling reference in on every episode of both shows, right? Let everybody hear this. All right, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey and The Rock. Oprah, yeah. <laughs> did a little what you call her together. They gave money to No, they were that. urging people to give money. Right. And I was like, oh, this is very noble because, you know, whatever, say whatever you want about Oprah. I will never crap all over Oprah because she is a good person. I, I truly believe that. So a lot of people crap on Oprah. I give Oprah a pass. But I seen a meme immediately fall on this and I just laughed. It's like, here you have two people with a combined net worth well into the billions of dollars yes. asking all of us everyday people to contribute money to the Maui wildfires. And I'm like, ooh, hot take. Mm-hmm. Tap the mic. Yeah. Ooh, hot take. Yeah, they could probably pay it off. But <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, somebody said if Jeff Bezos would donate so much money to the United States, they could eradicate, you know, homelessness and poverty. You're not part of homelessness and everything. And I'm like, yeah, but some people you just can't help. No, no. So many people who get help would just go right back out there because that's one the only life they know, and two, if they are on drugs, they're not going to quit drugs just because they have an apartment. We went from Oprah to drug. This, this, this is why but, I love these episodes where they're not interviews. Or because what they say just, um, for all the money we spent on during the Gulf War, or something like that, or the Afghanistan Desert Storm, baby, all that stuff, we could eradicate homelessness and poverty in the United States. Yeah, you can, but. Say you give a homeless man all the money he's ever going to need, what are the chances that he's not going to end up right back where he started? I mean, a lot of times you give them that money, they're going to go crazy for a while until it's all gone, and they're going to be right back where they are. So sometimes you can't help people. You could you could give them the best you can. I mean, they, you have to help, but there's some people that just won't, either won't accept it or will accept it and will not use it for what it's for. So I don't know where our listeners are going to go after they hear stuff like this, but... Probably the dark podcast. Well, for whatever reason, <laughs> they, they enjoy the content. So there was a thing that uh, I shared on social media a few years back. Uh, it was out in California. Uh, it was safe injection sites. Yeah, I've never seen those. So, and I, I was like, what the hell is a safe injection site? There's doctors and nurses on staff at these... It's literally supposed to be a trap house 
Mm-hmm. But they fix it up. It's like a doctor's office, but it's a trap house. Right. Yeah, I've seen. With and however you feel, Todd and I do not give a damn how many of you vote Democrat or Republican. No, we don't talk I about don't this. We we could care less. But basically, it was of the mindset that uh, unfortunately, people that have problems, if they're gonna use. Why can't they at least and use where a place where somebody can monitor them and watch them in case something goes wrong? OD or die or worse. To which I just learned this past few months, there is they're giving out Narcan all the time. Oh yeah, which is fine. Okay, yeah, maybe first responders should use Narcan. I guess if a human being, a regular civilian's got somebody in their family that's maybe you should have a Narcan nearby. However, whatever. True. There's fentanyl test strips now. Really? And I said, what is this for? It's for testing the fentanyl level in your, you know, see if it's in your cocaine, your marijuana, your heroin or whatever. Because if you're going to use, we want you to use something that doesn't have something fatal. Like like fentanyl is supposed to be toxic to the point of touch. Is it really? That's I mean, what I heard. Well, some guys, the fentanyl is in, it's, it's, in, it's prescribed by weight. And purity, I would I be a lot of fentanyl if so it was prescribed by guys, weight. Guys, you get fentanyl. People who get fentanyl in the hospital, they give them so much according to their weight. Well, when you buy it on the street, you have no idea how much you're getting. You might get a low dose. You may get a lethal dose. You don't know what you're buying. I went to school with a kid who. So that's, uh, that's a bad thing about that. I went to school with a kid who died about 15 years ago. And I know everybody listening to the show local to us in Dubois County is going to be like, wait, what are you talking about? I ain't saying no more. The kid was a couple grades behind me. I'd been out of high school about five years, so he would have been out of school about two or three years. OD'd. You know how he OD'd? He smoked a fentanyl patch. Why? <laughs> anyway, everybody's listening like, where'd this go? Yeah, we're going down rabbit holes. Rabbit holes. I think it was about charity. <laughs> Yeah, we went most to, of it is about charity, but... Oh, yeah, he's talking about, you know, if he gave money to... If we could fix homelessness and eradicate, you know, hunger and... Yeah, but, I mean, it's... I know growing up as poor... No, you know, we weren't poor, poor, dirt poor. And we, had, we had houses and everything, but we didn't have anything extra. I mean, we had some help every once in a while from the family members to pay a bill here and every now and then. And that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure we probably paid back. If we didn't, then, you know, your credit's always good with family. But it's, and that's the most important thing, take care of your family. But I'm not sure where I'm going with this at all. But we should all just, you know, keep an eye on our neighbors. If something's different about them, you know, they're not doing what they used to do, it's okay to ask a question. Hey, you guys all right? Do you guys need something? Or What can I do? Yeah, what, is there anything I can help you with? Or... And most times they're going to say no, no, no. But sometimes they're going to go, yeah, if you can help me do this, I'd appreciate it. And oh, boy, just hit back. Bro, Lloyd. <laughs> well, it looks like this episode's going to be a two-parter because we're going, to, be. we're going to have to find out. We'll just call it story time. Yeah, I mean. Three stories. What other kind of Masonic education you want to go through on this episode? Oh, what other kind of Masonic education? Brother Todd. If you need Masonic education, the fat man is your man. Oh, yeah. Because I have some stuff. Again, I, I don't know how we got talking about drugs. and Yeah, but it's, hey, it's a rabbit hole. We don't want to even talk about half No, Todd's like, we got to get rid of this. No, we're not. I'm not kicking it out. We're keeping it in. I didn't say get rid of it. Okay. 
Todd always wants. I'm the Masonic education guy. We have two fold, two folders <laughs> of. What do we have here, Brother Todd? That's something on a Facebook post I was going to talk about. I think I may have saved it. I don't know if I did or not. Ooh. What you got? Ooh. I already know what I want to title this episode, but I can't because we're going to be doing multiple stories. I need. I also learned a lesson. I need to start labeling these after we've used them. <laughs> yeah. But we haven't used this one yet because this was part of the new stuff that I that I printed out for season three. This is simply titled "Changes." We live in a country where change is a way of life. The United States is based on change: a change from monarchy, a change from oppression, a change from one president to the next, a sex change. Just kidding. Just keeping your toes. Make sure everybody's listening. You, why, why are you shaking your head right now? Because I know how you are. Why, I, just, I, I want to just make sure everybody, I, everybody is driving, listening out there, just stop like, wait, what? Their ears perked up. Now we got them back in. We got their attention. A change from one president to the next, a change from the 19th century technology to the 20th, and then to the 21st century, all in the same century, actually all in a 30-year period. Our forefathers agreed that we should be able to change the Constitution to meet the needs and situations of the future. That is why amendments can be added. Everything changes. Transportation, homes, energy, government, environment, food, religion, hell, even families. We talk about dysfunctional families, common law spouse, living together, living apart, living alone, just plain living. Some of us think that is unsatisfactory. But it's only change. Even the Holy Scriptures make reference to change. For if we do not change, we stagnate. We must make changes to meet this new and ever-changing world. Those who say the old ways are the best better look again. They are not working. The saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, only works for machines. And at the rate our membership is dropping, it's clear Freemasonry is broke. Masonry, like the United States, the Constitution, religion, and our families, will always keep their core values, ideas, and ideals, but we must change them to meet the future. Forty years ago, Lipton Tea had little sayings on the paper tag attached to their tea bags. On one of those tags was printed the words, the best way to cope with change is to help make change. Good point. We now have the opportunity to move masonry into the future to make changes. We must make Freemasonry desirable for young men looking for fellowship. The only way we can do this is through change to meet the needs of the young men. And in closing, I like it. In closing, this is wherever this is where every brother listening to this episode right now ears is going to perk. They're going to slightly tilt their head to the left, lift up the rocks people eyebrow, and they're going to go, "Wow." In closing, the word change was used 19 times in this Masonic short talk. How many times did you say it in your lodge last year and then actually proceed with it? Ooh, man. They got, that's a little dagger there at the end, isn't it? God, you just cut our hearts out right there, son. Well, that reminds me. 
Um, Jesus. At one of your stage meetings, one of the stage meetings you weren't able to attend. Uh, I've missed the last two stage meetings. Well, I'm a you terrible. Had, you got a tooth pulled. I got two teeth pulled, and then you had to work. Yeah, the but, other week I had to work. Irregardless about that. Um, I got up and I asked everybody. I was like, "What do you guys do to show that you're a mace?" Said you wear a big ring, you wear a hat, shirt, belt buckle. I got a belt buckle. I wear a pin at work on my uh, pocket protector. Probably be a female pin. Todd does have a nice pocket protector, nerd. Hey, keeps all my stuff on spot. <laughs> but like I was saying, is how do you show that you're a mason? And they're like, well, usually your character shows that you're a mason. I said, yeah, I get that. I get that part. But and I didn't, I didn't go, let it go really far during the meeting because you know guys were wanting to go home. Right. But story of our life up people here. People these days are not that observant. No. They're not going to see a guy, well, he's a good guy. He must be a Mason. 90, I will say 75% of the people out there have no idea what the Freemasons even are. They think we're Illuminati or think, well, it's just another club or something like that. I got asked the other day, hey, you're going to, you got a lodge thing? Is that where you guys go, like, pray to Jesus and kneel the whole time? I'm like, exactly, yeah, yeah, that's that's what we do. But, we pray to Jesus the whole the whole night. As far as change goes, we need to go out there and show people, wear your rings, your hats, your jackets, your shirts, whatever, what have you. Have have big stickers on the back window of your car or truck to show that you're a mason. So people can come ask you, hey, how do I become a mason? Because, you know, or we need to put signs up or have, have information booths at festivals or at, you know, wherever we can. We have to get out there in front of public again because Freemasonry isn't the norm like it was back in the 30s, 40s, 50s. When everybody knew about them, everybody saw the good they were doing, everybody would see the big parade and the shrine units marching down everywhere. Would you be a Mason today if you weren't already a Mason? If you came from a family of non-Masons, or maybe your family was Masons. But the way it is nowadays, without, without the, with the decline in numbers and not a lot of people talking about it, if you weren't already a Mason, would you if, be a Mason right now? Well, I'll put it this way. if my grandfather hadn't died, there had been so many Masons at his uh, funeral services and everything, and my dad hadn't talked to a lot of them, and I, I hadn't heard them talk about Freemasonry. You're leaning towards a no. I can see it in your face. No, I mean, I, probably not, really, because I, I always knew about it. And I always thought, well, I was, well, my, my smart adolescent years, like, well, I'm going to be the first one to ever be asked. I actually said it to myself. <laughs> I'll be the first Mason to ever be yeah. asked to join. Okay, buddy. I'll be that great. You know, of course, when you're yeah, yeah, nine, yeah, ten years yeah, old, you yeah. think you're you think you're gonna be the king of the world at that point. But if I mean, really, if I had to, if I haven't gone through all that, because my cousins already joined before that, uh, they joined. They always ask me about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I have time for that. Well, because I did have time for it, and actually put a lot more time into it. But. If I was a, a kid on the street and I found somebody was a mason, my dad was a mason or something like that. A big deal. Who not. cares? Yeah. It's, like, it's just in their club. I mean, I can go join the Elks and the Moose or Lions. and like I've been to Lions clubs. I've been to Elks. I've been to Mooses and Moose Lodges. I mean, I never thought about, well, why should I spend my money to join here to come up here and drink? And, you know, what else do you guys do? What else can you do for me? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but we, but we as Masons now, I think you know we've always been into advertising. I think we need to advertise. We need to show people, hey, I am a Mason. This is what a Mason looks like in today's world. I'm overweight. We're I'm fat balding. and pudgy. We're fat and pudgy. <laughs> but I'm honest. I work hard. I take care of my family. 
you know, I, I treat everybody with the same respect I expect to be treated by. Oh, really? You made me hold a fart in the car all the way from Vincennes back to Dubois County. Hey, that was for everybody's <laughs> sake, okay? And I won't fart in your car either, so. We don't, but, I very rarely drive because I hate, I hate driving at night anymore, so I usually make you drive everywhere yeah, now. I know. But, but we definitely need to get out there and show off i guess you call it i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm kind of interested now i asked you that question now i'm sitting here kind of thinking about it too i mean if i didn't know it would uh, look i asked my friend after I oh god don't ask me i don't know how i'm gonna answer i asked my friends after i joined lodge do you guys know where the masonic lodge is here in town like no we have we have a masonic lodge here <laughs> i said okay you guys know where the else is at well yeah it's another side of the courthouse i said how do you know where that's at what's well, where we go there in the pork festival to drink Okay, I said, well, you know where Moose Lodge at? Said, yeah, my sister had a wedding reception out there. Had a hell of a good time out there. This Digging. is when you was up in Tipton? Yes. And I go, so you got to have no idea that the Masonic Lodge is right there on Main Street, like literally a block and a half from the courthouse. I'm like, no. It's like, well, you know where the barbershop is? Yes, it's right next door to the barbershop. Like, oh, that's Masonic Lodge? I'm like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so they're like, I was. We had no idea. Hot mic, hot mic. Sorry. <laughs> but well, we had no idea. That's the problem is our lodges aren't flamboyantly decorated on the outside of it. Which titles back to the first part. We just kind of hide. We don't seek the attention and the glory. Exactly. But. But we're talking about this part now. But then you look at our shrine centers, shrine temples. And again, and we're not we, we're not pooping all over the shrine. Everybody no, gets no, everybody no, no, no. kind of gets asked questions. The shrine, fantastic what they do at the hospitals. I just think membership wise, do wise, the <laughs> shriners are a little bit proud of their stuff. I will go get a fez for twenty five dollars out of the discount bin at a Goodwill store before I will spend four hundred dollars to buy me a fez. <laughs> you laugh at me. You'd be surprised what you pay for it. Might cost your life, you never know. <laughs> now if anybody wants to donate me a fez, if you can and- find one to fit my head. They probably could. Have to trace it out like a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> I've seen worse. Oh, God. But like I said, Freemasonry now, we need to get out in front of the public. If, you, if people don't know that there's a door to knock on, they're never going to knock on it. I just, I just love that last line. I didn't even see it till I served it. The word change was used 19 times in this short talk. How many times did you say it in Lodge last year and then not act on it? You know something I tried not to say in Lodge? Change. Because people were scared of it. <laughs> if we, I think, see, we're saying means hey, we need to change the way we're doing everything here. You know what's How funny? How many of the old guys in here would go, we don't need to change nothing? You know what's funny? What? That's kind of what everybody's been linking you and I to in this lodge lately. Want to change everything? Yeah. And I'm not I'm, saying, and, and I'm not saying it's for the better or, or the worse. I mean. I don't like change usually, but inside this room for this organization, it's a bit. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But then again, if it ain't working, we got these. How many petitions? Which lodge of the three lodges in Dubois County gets the least amount of petitions? Probably us. But we got, we just have, we have EA, you know, you have fellow craft in a week or two weeks. That's good. So we average about one degree a year. A guy from start to finish. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. We, we have a lot of Jasper Honeyberg average like a start to finish like every three months. Yeah, pretty much. There, there there's some sort of degree going on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but 
at the same time, it's a, you know, we are in a very small town here. Where Huntingburg's a what? Huntingburg's a population. It's it, and I consider Ireland in with Jasper, so I don't want to hear no crap so from everybody. So Jasper and Ireland people. are one. Then Huntingburg's two, Ferdinand's three. That's yeah. three biggest cities in the county. Right. You know, Ferdinand's a small little town. Jasper's a population of about 30,000. Huntingburg's yeah. probably about uh, ten. Ten, and Ferdinand's about five to seven. Yeah, around that. So yeah. Bird's Eye's a and town of about seven, eight hundred. I don't 800 care people. what. I don't care what. St. Anthony's about the same. I don't care what your phone says because we checked that out a few episodes back. Yeah. That sense is not right. I've always told everybody Bird's Eye is a town of about 700 people. 700, I yeah. think, yeah. Depending but, what time of the month you check it out. <laughs> Jasper's the biggest. Jasper's in, the biggest. That's 30,000 people well, in Jasper. Well, then you got boys up there, too. There are, you know, what, 500 people in that town? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but, you know, we're one of the smart. We're the lodge of the smallest town. Yeah. All right, so we're not so much, we're not going to get people from Bird's Eye normally. No. That would join. We, we, I think we kind of got all the masons we probably can out of Bird's Eye. I often like us to be in the Island of Misfit Toys, which is ooh, my third reference of the night, which is what ECW was back in the 90s. Look at me. Yeah. I've got three wrestling epi- references in tonight. Pronouns, pal. Greg <laughs> Carey's going to love this. <laughs> Anyhow. But, you know, we, I think as a lodge here in Dubois County, we need to get involved more in the Ferdinand, in the Forest Park, Cedar Crest. Well, that's our school district. Get involved with the school district and somehow, you know, help out somehow within the school district doing something as Masons. A bird's eye scholarship, $500 scholarship for a graduating senior. It'd be easily done, really. But it's five hundred dollars. I mean, but that's that's one that's one night giveaway a scholarship. What can we do during basketball games, or football games, or baseball games? Or could be cook some, sell something, give out cushions, or well, I was getting ready to say we'll buy about four hundred bleacher seats and give them out. Just see, I, I just went to Tecumseh last Friday to watch a football game. And why? I, why? Why'd you go? Because my nephew's playing. Oh yeah, Mark's son. Oh, yeah, they were playing. Temp. You know what I was doing Friday night? At Jasper. Jasper Wildcats for a Sevensville ball. A Forest Park Ranger graduate. Yes, so. Is calling games for the Jasper Wildcats for WJTS TV 18. I'm a Blue Devil going to the Forest Park game. So what? <laughs> a Blue Devil? Is that what they were called up a in Tipton? Tipton Blue Devil. You Duke wannabes. Hey, we, were, we were that before Duke was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were, actually. But, um, I love these episodes. Better to be in a ranger, I guess. Hey, <laughs> I love these episodes. But we need to get involved with the public and get our, get our faces back out there again and show that hey, we are still viable. We are still something that you may want to be a part of, you know. But it's getting the old guard to agree to go with it. It's the hard part sometimes. The changing. Of the guard. Yeah, like I talked to Brian Freeze, I talked to Wayne Patmore about this, but at the 4 H fair, we should have a, a booth at the 4 H fair to get information about the Masons. Now, we're going to catch a lot of flack from all the Catholics and everybody else, don't get me wrong, but that's just a, that's what happens when you put, your, you put yourself out in public. You're going you're gonna to get the good and you're going to get the bad. The good and the bad of it. Yeah, you're, people are, whenever, at my old lodge, we'd be at the 4 H fair to have a booth and 
every once in a while, somebody would go get a Gideon's because the Gideon's give away those, those little pocket Bibles. The Except, pocket Bibles? Yeah, you ever see a little small oh, Bibles? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Gideon's were always there every year, too, which a great organization. But the, someone would lay a, a Gideon's Bible, a little pocket Bible, on our table. Really? So that we need to find Christ because you guys are bad masons or something like oh, that. That's oh, that's yeah. we're bad masons, yeah. We were, we were giving away the uh, the CHIP uh, program, the Childhood Identification Program DMLA's had for a while. Uh, shout out DMLA, by the way. We love our DMLA. <laughs> and I think the problem, they called it CHIP because everybody thought we were going to put a chip in their kid. <laughs> and one guy came back, hey, you guys want to, you guys want to have a chip program to help identify your kids? He goes, we know who our kids are. We don't want any computer chips in them. I'm like, okay. And then one old guy said, why didn't you tell him what it really was? I said, I could have told him what it was. He wouldn't believe me. I said, so why waste my breath? <laughs> so what really helped our lodge out is we started getting away. We got rid, we, we didn't do the chip program. And we started getting away free bottles of water. And people like to ask the question, if you're getting away free bottles of water, what's this all about? Oh, I, just, I love free bottles of water. Yeah, no kidding. On a hot day in July, you're walking around the 4-H fair. You got all that nasty boob sweat going on because you're a big fat guy. Yeah, and plus, you know, you got you know four or five kids who all want something to drink. Well, here, get get it. here. Take a bottle of water. Here, they're free. Take them. You know, people start like, well, what, 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 what is the Freemasons Lodge? That's what helped rebuild Austin Lodge up at Tipton. At a Freemasons Lodge. You know, now look at Austin Lodge, number two lodge in the state. I know you keep saying that. You you, hey, you mentioned that. Very, I'm like, I don't believe that. that's. I don't believe that's true. Hi, How hey. some little hick hick lodge in a little hick town north of Indianapolis can be the number two lodge in the country when or the, state, the state when mm-hmm. Indianapolis is the be all end all in the state? Like, I don't because believe that. They got the they've state. got like 27 million lodges in the Indianapolis area. Yeah, so one of them's got to be number one. Actually, How can a little podunk lodge? I, I, I'm, not, not I'm, not podunk. I'm not crapping on you. Me and you've never really disagreed on the show before. The <laughs> listeners are getting awesome content right now. But I just how, how? they got the second highest score in their in their from the Grand Lodge from the Grand Matches Award. Okay, you're an hour north thereabouts of Indy. You're probably right. you're in the Kokomo area, right? People when they think of Indiana, they don't think Kokomo, brother. They think Indianapolis. Well, yeah, so. I'm just it just baffles me, we that's all. We don't worry about what outside area thinks about us, but they got the second highest score. Tim Clouser, I want you to message me right now, Tim Clouser, and you tell me if that's true or not. It was at Grand Lodge. They gave the I award wasn't at, at Grand Oh, I wasn't at Grand Lodge. This they year. gave the award at Grand Lodge. Oh, well, that would have been nice to know had you told me that information before I just spent well, two where, minutes looking like it. Well, I guess I spent 46 minutes looking like it. Where else would I have got that information at? I figured you just pulled it out of your butt. No, my butt's not that big. It is, but it's not that big. No, but they got they got the award for the second highest uh, score for the Grand Matches Award in the state. Shout out Austin Lodge number 128 <laughs> in Tipton, Indiana. <laughs> What, do you think I was just lying about this I, whole time? I, I don't know. Tim Clouser, never mm. mind. Never mind, Tim Clouser. I'll see if he's on, on here. I'm calling. <laughs> wow, this has been Can a... Can interview him real quick? Nope, nope, nope. He is on right now. I dare you to hit the, I dare you to hit the green button. He'll don't even know what thing. Here, hit it. Yeah. Yep, see. No, no, leave all Bluetooth there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, come on, connect, will you? (laughs) 
But no, but Tipton, that's how that's how we basically got our membership back and got men of action back in the lodge. Be a man of action by having the uh, by putting ourselves back out there in the public. I mean, I always always want to have a parade and, or a float in one of the parades and everything, but everybody's like, oh, they just laugh at us. I'm like, yeah, but at least they'll know who we are. I feel like Tipton is about what I felt when I drove through Jasonville. It's like nothing there. It's like Huntingburg. It's not Huntingburg size, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Why did you Why did you end up in Tipton? Why did you guys settle in Tipton, Indiana? You leave in Missouri to come to Indiana. Why Tipton? Because we didn't want to be in Kokomo for one. Because it's too big. He was working in Kokomo, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that was working Kokomo, but it was only twenty minutes away. It was a small town. And be honest with you, what what, what it really was, is that's where we found an apartment for the right price. You grew up in an apartment. Not for not the whole time. For the first couple of years, yeah, we were like a townhouse. How old were you? Thirteen. You young punk. Yeah, I'm older than you, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> in 1991, what were you doing? Uh. Getting scared to death every time the Undertaker came. Oh, four of them tonight. Yes. Good Lord. I would run behind the couch and hide. <laughs> Talk to Brother Tim. Did you, does he know you're calling him? Nope. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. If he answers, this episode's going to be. Oh, don't do that. Sorry. You did it at Vincennes. One time. You done it three times tonight. Tim Clouser. When you uh, hear this episode back, that's you were attempting to call right now. Nah, he ain't answering. Okay. He's working. Truth be known. Just for reference, Tim Clouser, that's you. I don't know if I have his number anymore. <laughs> I don't You know how every time we record an episode, and you're like, I don't think we're going to release this one? Oh, we're releasing this one. <laughs> like, now, I'm not sure about it. And you're like, oh, no, uh, we're putting no, this out I don't, here. Dang it. You don't have Tim Clouser's number. Sora has his number. I just want you to know that I'm a celebrity now. You're something, all right. <laughs> Craig, uh, Greg Sidwell said to think I knew this guy when he was just a podcaster. Now, clear, but I'm a celebrity. Yeah, you're something, all right. Yeah. Uh, you- We're just we're just <laughs> letting, the, letting it run. Everybody's like, "Come on, come on!" Don't worry, guys. You made it this long. You can last another ten minutes. Let's see if he answers me back, but I doubt he will. But he would be an interesting interview because he was on a submarine. He's a nuclear or something on a submarine for the Navy. He got pretty. We're going here. on a trip, and our favorite no. It's rocket ship. Yeah. Yeah. We all live in a yellow submarine. You really you? shouldn't sing, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I shouldn't sing? I got a very, very well cultivated voice. I'm on the radio, dude. You got the voice. I'll give you that. You do. Thanks. You got the Colts voice. Colts are up 21-17 right now for those NFL fans out there. Awesome. We're Hoosiers, so that's the only game we're covering. <laughs> uh, that's about the only one that's interesting. <laughs> New kid. Nope. Contact. Yeah, Tim Clouser. Wait, what? McCauley. 
how does how do you have his number? I got it from a buddy of mine. Oh God! Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Oh. The number you dialed has been changed, disconnected, or is no longer in service. <laughs> you know the funniest part about this is this is he's gonna time. hear that when he hears this back, he's gonna be like, "Well, what you guys you wasted time trying to get a hold of me." Hey, just for all you Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals fans out there, because I know ever since this emergence of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, a.k.a. McCulley Coke in the last couple of years, <laughs> I want you to know that with nine minutes and 11 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter, your Bengals are getting their pee-pee spanked 24-3 right now by the Cleveland Browns. Okay. That's, that's the last thing. That's home number. <laughs> I'm not gonna call it now. Okay. Oh, let's try this one. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. We all live in. Oh, sorry, Mr. Call. Oh. Don't hang up. At the tone, please record your message. <laughs> when you finish recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. To leave a callback number, press five. He's gonna hate us. Oh, I know. Brother Tim, hey, this is Todd Whaley from that other Masonic podcast. Also, Past Master of your Lodge. You're on air right now, yeah, by the way. We're, we're doing a podcast right now from that other Masonic podcast. And uh, I don't know what we were talking about the, lot, the Austin Lodge being number two lodge in the state in the year of 2022. And Erroneous. Erroneous. He thought it was erroneous. I told him it was not. But we were trying to hold it so he could prove that Austin Lodge was the number two lodge in the state. We were going to talk about how uh, we kind of rebuilt the lodge and everything back in the day. So uh, if you get this message, uh, give me a call back. Uh, you're probably working right now or you're at the campground, more or less. So I'll talk to you later. Tim Clouser. <laughs> okay, so for everybody listening, I don't know if I should apologize for this episode or not. I don't know how dumb it Usually, anytime... Todd's like, we're going to delete these episodes. I'm like, no, we're keeping it because I don't think they're bad. I don't know how this one turned out, but <laughs> I guess so far we haven't turned out any bad episodes. At least I've never heard it to my face. Yeah. Minus Greg Carey's little buddy with his little comment the other week. Who? Oh, man. What happened? Oh. Greg, Greg Carey. Was on, the po- was on the poster. Yeah, he put a post up about. Uh, the episode we did with Neil or with Brother Jim Sharp and this guy's like, this is terrible. This just, he said, this 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 sucked. It was terrible. Where at? Uh, he shared it on Facebook. I didn't see it. Yeah. Well. Anyways, I was like, yeah, man, you're right. Over almost a thousand downloads for the month. It was completely terrible. That's right. The whole yeah. Was on your on your Facebook page? It was on Greg's page. Oh well. Okay, block him. <laughs> no, I just said, thanks, brother. We appreciate it. He said, uh, we bump the mics too much. We talk too much. We don't let the other guys talk. And just a whole bunch of stuff. Anyways, I, I was just laughing. I just did the whole uh, bless your heart, kill them with kindness thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, you know, we're going to get people who think we're annoying as hell. And we are annoying as hell sometimes. Yeah, but that's just who we are. I mean, if you don't like it, don't don't. Mister, we need to record on Sunday and bankroll some more material. I'm like Sunday's kickoff weekend. You never said that. I didn't care. 
I don't have TV anyways. I had to go somewhere and watch the games. Oh, really? Yeah. Otherwise, I'd just be sitting at home naked in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos like Ron White. Nice. Everybody's a hobby, I guess. <laughs> just imagine my <laughs> sweaty butt cheeks stuck to a beanbag chair. Nope. That's it. Not gonna talk I can't about talk it. no more. Not, I'm not going to think about it anymore. <laughs> I think we need to wrap this episode up because it's getting out of hand. So it's getting... Uh, We'll just title this one The Misadventures at the Bird's Eye Lodge. Yeah, we yeah, the Slap Happy or something. I don't no, know. No, we've already done two Slap Happy Masons. That is true, we have. Well, so. we got another couple episodes coming up yet. We've we got we've got one guest on the way. <laughs> what what now? Chris Hodap. The legendary, one of the holy grails that we've been trying to get on the show. Chris Hodup just messaged. Oh, what did he say? Uh, you can't read or is it English? <laughs> Not English? Or? No, he just... Uh, he's not going to be able to make it tonight. Oh, okay. Which, well. I mean, he's still laid up at home. Yeah, he just broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. It's like bad carpentry. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a drill. Uh, here's a here's a small beacon of light at the end of this terrible episode Todd and I have just recorded. Uh, we've been trying to get to talk to Chris Hodap, who has been on our list. He's one of the uh, – and how lucky are we as Hoosiers that this man is a Hoosier yeah, State no Mason? Uh, because this man is sought after by Freemasons all across oh, the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. But how blessed are we that he is a member here in the Hoosier State? Uh, he's been one of our holy grails for the show. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been working this angle quite a bit. He's also a very busy man all the time. Oh, yeah. And the one time he's not busy, it's because he's laid up because he busted his dang leg up pretty good. Yeah, well, how do you do it? I've seen him put it on Facebook. Oh, excuse me. Don't regard me as a holy grail. I'm more like a dribbling sippy cup. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, brother. <laughs> Chris Hodap, ladies and gentlemen. Freemasonry for dummies. Or the idiot's guide to Freemason, whatever it is. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up because this episode has to I am so sorry. This might make <laughs> this episode. Uh but hey. This started out good. This is why you let me pick ones that are longer so I can run a full hour with them <laughs> instead of short ones. You learned your lesson this time. Yeah, we did. Todd goes, don't pick that one. It's too long. And I'm like, I read the news on the air every day, bro. Like, <laughs> okay, fine. I'll pick a page. I'll pick one page. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We just took 58 minutes of somebody's life. They're yeah, never getting back. I'm sorry about that, but it, it happens. <laughs> if it sucks, which we know it does, please tell us because we need confirmation that it sucks. We've not had one listener really ever, a fan of the show-wise, tell us that we've failed. <laughs> he said, keep pestering me. I'll let you know when this leg is ready to cooperate. I was like, I told him, it's like, bro, you don't have to drive. We don't have to travel you. But if this keeps going up and his leg gets healed up, I tell you what, we'll have Hodap in person. Yeah. Not like over the phone. Person. They're right in the middle of the sky, Shark Cathedral. <laughs> you know, we are very much loved and respected and embraced. Respected. Supported. Okay, how about we're very much supported by okay. Grand Lodge. Yeah, we are. I'm sure with the right bit of work we could convince them to convince the scottish right that uh 
maybe we could podcast at the Scottish Rite building. If nothing else, we could at least do it at the free, at the Grand Lodge building. Yeah, free Rouse's Hall, yeah. We'd probably do that. We set right up there in the Dwight L. Smith Lodge Research Building. Now, you know that wasn't their their lodge right there. They don't have an actual lodge. No, I know, but okay. that's that's just where they meet. They're at Patelfia Lodge in the Ionic Room. Yeah, that's just they. There's three lodge rooms in the lot Grand Lodge building, right. including one that's very much under construction. We witnessed that in January. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which we'll be back up there for Founders Day again in yeah. uh, January next year. Yep, January. I don't know when it's gonna be this year. I don't know. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up this terrible, terrible episode. It wasn't horrible. It just kind of all over the place. It was. I don't know what I'm going to call it. I always say I have a name and then I forget it. <laughs> no directions. Why am I? I don't know why you do that for you. You're like weird. <laughs> but you you can love st- you to death, but you're weird. <laughs> uh, I'm all over the place, yeah, man. You, you can't I got, keep a I got, straight thought in your head. I got right stuff now. going on and some personal stuff with uh, all three kids have just not had a good week. Uh, all three of them have had some stuff going on this week. So, all right. Okay. So for brother Todd, yeah, for brother Jared. I promise the next episode that we do solo again won't suck. It'll be better. We promise. It'll be better. We <laughs> can't just get uh, any worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't get any worse. Uh, this is unique. This is a bold strategy, Cotton. They're saying their episode. They're saying their episodes suck. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. That's a good name for the don't listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's a bold strategy. Well, All right. South Park Carbon bought the uh, amusement park and kicked everybody out. See, that's what in. Brock said. He goes, you know why everybody's checking out Steel Toes and Scoreboards? Because you tell everybody don't check it out. He goes, it's just like the South Park thing with Cartman. Don't yep. come here, but yet, like, he's making money. So he sells. It's, Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh we will catch you guys next time where hopefully I, I guarantee you of the mm-hmm. of the hundred percent of the population whatever that started listening to this episode, we've only got about three percent of it left oh, probably. right here at the end of this episode. This is ridiculous. <laughs> That's right. Uh we've talked about uh fentanyl test strips, uh oh, yeah. sex changes, uh Everybody's just going to chalk this up. Boy, they just didn't have a great episode. Mm-mm. Just didn't have a good game today. Car didn't run good. Car didn't run good at all. No, Booger put some wedge into it. It didn't seem to help. He's come up around there, just, just slammed me right into water. Didn't about buck 20. Just had the tire blew it and spoiled it. And it tied it down. It just did not a good day. Why are we still recording? I don't know. So, seriously, for the last time, we apologize. This episode might not see the light of day. I don't know. We'll probably see the lighter yeah, day. Probably will. We need to put it out there. We'll Everybody's- just put it out as "We're sorry." That's what we'll title it. We're sorry. <laughs> that is, hey, my show, your show, our show. I'm right. titling this episode "We're Sorry." The f- "We're much. Sorry" parentheses the first solo episode of the season. Yep, we can do that. Okay. All right. So, brother Todd, <laughs> I'm Jared. I'm we're out. Yeah, we're we're done. We're just done here. <laughs>